This is your wake up call. The Breakfast Club, the show you love to hate. From the East to the West Coast. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. The realest show on the planet. This is why I respect this show because this is a voice to society. Changing the game. You guys are the, the coveted morning show, but y'all earn that. Impacting the culture. They wake up in the morning and they, they want to hear that Breakfast Club. The world's most dangerous morning show. Being a mother. Being a- Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ MV. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet is Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. How much longer are we here for, man? How much longer are we uh we quarantine? What's the over under, y'all think? Well, they say in the beginning of June, New York City's gonna start opening up. Yeah, I, th- I think oh, July. Okay. I think July. One. I think July we'll, we'll be back Why, in the well, studio. You think? Oh, that's beautiful. July will be good if we back in the studio. Does it feel like things are changing? Do you feel like the energy in the air hmm. is shifting? Hmm, a little bit. I, I'm seeing more and more people out. I'm seeing them starting to open a lot of things. And like I said, in Long Island, uh, in New York City, in New York, I should say, they're opening up the beaches this weekend. Jersey, the beaches are open. I see in other places, malls are open. So they're starting to ease up a little bit. I, I think by, yeah. I think by strip July. Clubs are, strip clubs are opening. Yeah, I think that's, by that's July. That's stupid. New York will be open, and I think, I think, yeah, in some areas, I think clubs will be open. I think bars will be open, and like you oh, said, strip clubs will be open too. Bars, are, bars are definitely open in a lot of places. I, like I saw, like a, I think it was Wisconsin, all Wyoming, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. Wisconsin, all Wyoming, something with a W. Definitely in Georgia, the bars are open. A lot of stuff. Uh, this majority of states will be partially open at the end of this week. I had right. a dream mm-hmm. last night. I was at a concert. And it had to be a radio station concert because y'all know I definitely don't like to go to stuff like that. And it was a little kid performing. I don't know who the little kid was. Never seen him, never heard of him. He was just in my dream. And he had this crowd in a frenzy. And I remember looking out uh, from behind the stage and saying, never thought I'd see this again. That's what I actually said in my dream. Wow. I don't know what that means. Take it for what you, take it for what it's worth. Mm. All right. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, well, I didn't have any dreams, but I just think it's going to be July 1st. I just have that feeling, but... I hope so, because I'm sick of this. Tired of it. I'm tired of Zoom, 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 and I don't even want to hear where I'm shaking no more. Mm. I'm told the goddamn tired of Zoom. All right. Well, well, it is a holiday on Monday, too, so we'll see. It'll be interesting what people are doing this weekend. Memorial Memorial Day. Day. Oh. It's Memorial Day. You can't keep track. You know what I mean? It's all a blur at this point. Well, Tamar yeah, Braxton like will be joining us. Yeah, Tamar Jackson. I said Tamar Jackson. Tamar Braxton will be joining <laughs> us this morning. She related to Michael and Janet. <laughs> Tamar Braxton will be joining us this morning. Is she so one we'll of the Jackson Five? No, Tamar Braxton. She has a new show coming on VH1 called To Catch a Beautician. Mm-hmm. So we'll kick it with her next Ooh. hour. Like, we really reaching for guests if we interview in one of the Jackson 7. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I understand part one of the Jackson 5, maybe, depending on who it is. But one of the Jackson 7, Lord have mercy. My goodness. And we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, your president is taking hydroxychloroquine every single day. And we'll tell you what the deal is with that. Also, let's talk about strip clubs reopening and what that's looking like. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now let's get in some front page news. 
where we start with ye? Well, Donald Trump is saying that he is taking hydroxychloroquine and that he's been taking that for the past couple of weeks every day. And, you know, the, he said that basically... And he's been talking about hydroxychloroquine, but a lot of doctors have been saying that the drug does not work against coronavirus and could actually cause heart, heart problems. Here's what he had to say. I happen to be taking it. Hydroxychloroquine? I'm taking it. Hydroxychloroquine. Right now, yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I started taking it. Because I think it's good. I've heard a lot of good stories. And if it's not good, I'll tell you right, I'm not going to get hurt by it. It's been around for 40 years for malaria, for lupus, for other things. I take it. Frontline workers take it. A lot of doctors take it. All right. Donald Trump also admitted that he doesn't know whether or not it does work. But he said, if it doesn't, you're not going to get sick and die. He's crazy. Listen, I, 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 don't, I don't know about all that, you know what I mean? But I, I do think um, Donald Trump tells a version of the truth every 10 statements. Because he's not the first person I've heard say they've taken a hydrochloroquine. You know what I'm saying? Hydroxy. Like, you know, hydroxy, whatever whatever it's called. But, you know, we know a, we know a radio agent. And I can say this because the story is public, right? Yeah, yeah, you can say it. Yeah, J- John, John McConnell. John McConnell was writing out his will one week, you know, him and his mm-hmm. wife. And they started taking it and they said that they got better. I know somebody yeah. else who started taking it and got better. So I don't. I really don't know. Yeah, he said he went but, to numerous doctors, and one doctor said you need to take this. And he said he thought it, he thought it was a wrap. He wrote his will out, and that actually brought him back. So, yeah, you FDA, just don't know what to believe. The FDA is saying that the problem is that first of all, this should only be used at a doctor with the in the hospital or for clinical trials because it can kill you and it can cause serious side effects which can include serious heart rhythm problems, and it can also up the risk of you dying. So, you know, while it perhaps can work, it can also kill you, and it might not be the most effective way to treat coronavirus. Now, here is how Nancy Pelosi responded to Donald Trump's claims. He's our president, and I would rather he not be taking something that has not been approved uh, by the scientist, especially in his age group and in his, shall we say, weight group, what is morbidly obese, they say. So I think it's not a good idea. I don't believe her. I think that if Donald Trump was dropped dead today, she would not care in any way, shape, or form. I don't believe I don't believe that she uh, cares. She probably doesn't want him to die. She just doesn't want him to be president anymore. <laughs> well, that's that's huh? that's a lot. All right, now care. a strip club in Wyoming has reopened, and the policy is you do have to put your mask on, but you can take your clothes off. So that's the plan there. The strip club was able to open alongside the state sit down restaurants and bars as part of the reopening. They do wear those face coverings, and there's a lot of hand sanitizer available. But they do allow cash to be exchanged, so that could allow for germs to spread. And dancers were touching people. So that's whack. That's crazy. If, 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 if that's a place that does not need to be open right now, at a time like this, do we really need to have strip but, clubs open? I understand strip clubs are a business, but goddamn, y'all. But I understand. But you know, people are losing. People are, are are around. You know, really messed up. Can't pay their bills, their car notes, their cribs. Losing their businesses, their homes. So people are like, look, I, I got to do what I got to do. And some people are like, yo, it's worth that. That. That that chance where they might catch COVID nineteen or coronavirus. So I, you is know, social distancing I, I going on. Are they six Not feet away from touching. the strippers? That's what man, I'm saying. At, at like, this point, people no are like, sense. "I've been at the house for for two and a half months." Man, things need to open up because I can't pay my bills. Like, what do you tell people that can't pay their bills? That can't pay their car note? That not I get it and not getting help. You know, I can't you, shake your I can't shake your hand, but you can shake your ass and I can slap your ass. That makes no sense. It really makes no sense. I mean, I, I don't think a lot strip of it club makes sense. But everything they tell us about this maybe they should—they have to have contactless strip clubs. Where you that's can't what I'm saying. People. Yeah, 
Let it be, let it be social distance strip club. Are you six feet away from the strip? That type of stuff. No lap dances, no champagne room, none of that. Well, in California, new guidelines will allow most of them to reopen. The governor has announced that more developed guidelines will allow that to happen. Roughly 53 of the state's 58 counties will be eligible to move into the next phase. All right. And in addition, pro sports may begin in California in June, but without fans. So the governor said that these reopening steps would only recur if the state holds the rate of transmissions and keeps the rate of positive cases down. That's what I'm talking about. Professional athletes can't have fans, but scrippers can. Mm-hmm. Now, New York on, sports man. teams should plan to play games without fans as well, according to our governor, Andrew Cuomo. He has been encouraging pro sports teams in the state to plan reopenings without people there. He said New York State will help those major sports franchises to do just that. Hockey, basketball, baseball, football, whoever can reopen, we're a ready, willing, and able partner. It's something they're not telling us, man. The country is reopening. Sports is coming back, okay? People are out here just living their life like it's golden with corona, okay? Something, something, somebody is not telling us something somewhere, okay? I need more details. Yeah, people and right? people need it's, money. They need to pay their bills. That, that's what's going on. And a lot of these companies, whether it's the mortgage companies, the car note companies, they're like, all right, we gave you two months. That's it. You know what I mean? People are like, I got to yeah. pay my bills, you know? And now right, when you well, turn the news your- on, you're... You, you turn the news on, you see things like, oh, if you just wear a mask, it'll stop the transmission of coronavirus. But then they keep talking about this second wave that's hitting. But you haven't quite told us that the first wave has ended yet. Right. So when, I guess it's, I don't know, I don't know what to believe nowadays. All right. All right. Well, that's your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. All right. Again, 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. (laughs) Hello, who's this? Hello, this is Tyrone Wilson. Tyrone Wilson, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yeah, well, let me tell you what's going on, man, about that hydroxychloroquine. I think the president is lying because my mom, she was in the... The nursing home, right? And when she had tested positive uh, April 17th, mm-hmm. she, they told me that, um, okay, they were going to give her a Z package, right? I said, what is a Z package? Mm-hmm. They said, you heard Z of a Z package? package? Uh, you know, like yeah, Zithromax. Well, but it's two, it's two now. They got Z pack and ZZ pack. They got one for the immune oh. system, and they got one for the, that fight the, um, the, uh, like an antibiotic. Mm-hmm. But my mother, when she tested positive, she had to get the one that fight the antibiotics because she got tested by a fever. She was started out with a fever. She's 83 years old. Now, okay, she, she was okay, big brothers and sisters. You know, she was okay. So next thing you know, they called me up. So I called, you know, I called them up a couple of days later. I said, hey, how's my mom's doing? They said, your mom's doing fine. Now, April 25th was my birthday, which was with that Saturday, with Saturday. But she passed on a Friday. But they didn't tell me she didn't go through no convulsions. They told me Thursday she was okay. And then she passed Friday. So I said, excuse me, let me uh, get that chart. Let me can, can you come, uh, read that um the uh the the uh the chart off the alcohol? I would like to know about this EPAC, what's in it, what type of medicine is in or the medication. They said the uh hydroxychloroquine, but but I call it the Donald Trump S A that's what I call it. They started laughing. Mm-hmm. I said, This ain't no time to be laughing, but it says hydroxychloroquine and then this I said, But y'all didn't tell me nothing about no hydroxychloroquine. Y'all told me about a the Z pack that's supposed to fight the immune system. Yo, I said that ain't even approved by the FDA. So when I read up on it, it was seizures, heart attacks, and uh, blindness, right, and, and, and et cetera. 
But come to find out, that's what killed my mother. Um, that's what killed my mother was the uh, heart attack, and my mom never had a heart attack. Damn. Wow. Well, brother, I'm sorry to hear sorry. about your mother first sorry and foremost. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I tell you, you know, and uh, Charlamagne, listen, I've been um, I've been uh, listening to you for ever since you was on Wendy Williams way back, man, and uh, I like, you know, I, I like the way you give, you know, you set the you set it you set it straight, you know what I'm saying? And I, and right now, I like all, I thank all y'all for letting us people come up here and express our feelings because you know it's a lot of people that maybe can't get through like I couldn't though, but you know, I, for grace of God, I did get through so I can get my word out there. Y'all keep doing mm -hmm. what y'all doing. Hey, right, King, what you doing? What you what you doing in, in regards to grieving, man? Oh well, what I'm doing, brother. I got a case coming up. Let me tell you this: you no, know, soon these courts open up, you know, I pray to my mom. I'm fighting. I'm fighting it and everything. I got a case coming up, and uh, I spoke to a lawyer already. They told me that um, you know, you know, I, I'm a dog walk. I got my little dog walking business going on out here, man, and, and everything. You know, but you know, I was, by the grace of God, you know, I didn't have to get on unemployment. My dog, my uh, clients, you know, they wealthy. They looking out for me, you know. But, um, okay. you know, I'm praying every day, big brother. You know, when the courts open up, we're in a big dog fight. All right, brother. Oh, man. All get right, it King. off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? This is Mr. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Man, I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, man. I'm a security guard, which is an essential worker, working apartment complexes. And I just want to go and just let everybody know who out there who supervises a security company or works for a security company to really pay attention and look out for the guards out there, man, because, like, today I got sick at work. I'm still at work to this moment, you know? And I ended up uh, like throwing up. I must have ate something bad earlier. Ended up throwing up. And I called. I called my super. I called my boss and my supervisor to let them know that I was sick. And they mm -hmm. told me if I went home, I would have got in trouble for going home. Wow. Like with with all this is going on in the world at the moment, you know. Like how am I gonna get in trouble for this? Like when somebody throws up and gets sick, they need water. They need they, they they need they need to be hydrated. They need to hydrate themselves. They need to be comfortable. Like I'm out here in these apartment complexes by myself, you know, and I'm laying I'm laying on the ground. You feel me throwing up, telling them I'm throwing up, and they're telling me I can't go home, or I'm telling them, or I can't call the ambulance. I'm gonna get in trouble at work. So what's crazy is I'm still sitting at work with my stomach cramping up right now to this moment. Listen, I hate to tell you to do I'm the wrong thing, it. but um, right. you're showcasing the wrong symptoms, sir. You should have been coughing. You know what I mean? And saying that you have a fever if you wanted to just sit home. Come on now. You know the symptoms of corona. Well, you shouldn't even have to do that. If you're sick at work, you yeah, should be able to... Yeah, if you're sick, If I'm throwing up, period, that's the whole thing. If I'm throwing up, period, rather, rather what the symptom is, because, you know, like, anybody... You, I, 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 like, not knowing it, you feel me? Like, I get tested, but anybody not knowing it, you feel me? Like, like you guys say, like, asymptomatic. I can get sick and throw up from something but still have it, you know? If I'm throwing up, period. That is, even if, it, if even if the coronavirus wasn't going on, if I'm at work and I'm throwing up, I shouldn't I shouldn't have to I shouldn't have to be forced to stay at work. Right. 
All right, well, Michael Jordan was forced I, to stay I, at work. The crazy part about it is I he let him know, like, I'm not worried about if I'm not going to get paid for the hours, but are you guys mm-hmm. going to put my job in jeopardy because I'm sick at work? There's like, yeah, that's going to be basically abandoned. Did you see the, the, did you no, see the last you. dance? No, I'm you. You got days you should be able to use, and Absolutely. you're not feeling good. It could get even worse. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest. Uh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been with this company for, like, a literally a, a little over, uh, like, almost a year, I'd say. I'd say about almost a year. And they don't even give us paid time off. Damn. You listen, sir, did you see the last dance? Yes. Sometimes you got to have a flu game, bro. Like, you know, sometimes it. you got to dig deep Michael and, Jones you know, tap into your playoffs. inner Michael Jordan. And he okay? was and, 30 and million sometimes, sometimes you got to have a flu game, a food poison game, whatever it is. Sometimes you got to play through that adversity. And sometimes you just got to go home and relax, brother. Have a good one. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way? Yes, and since you're talking about venting, Takashi 69 for some reason, Ariana Grande had to respond to him. We'll tell you what his accusations are. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has so Takashi 69 has some issues right now with Billboard. Now he is saying that Billboard is cheating. He posted on his page, Billboard caught cheating. Billboard, you're a lying corrupt. You got caught cheating and the world will know. Here's what else he said. Billboard is a lie. You can buy number ones on Billboard. Last Thursday, Ariana was stuck with you, submitted 60,000 units last second. With the investigation, we found this. They purchased half of those things with six credit cards. When we asked where was those six credit cards linked to, Billboard said we can't disclose that information. They bought 30,000 and so units with six credit cards. He's not tired of being part of investigations yet? Mm-hmm. Well, Billboard did respond. They did an article. It was called How Billboard Came to Its Calculations in this week's race for the Hot 100 number one because he was upset that Ariana Grande and Justin Bieber stuck with you is at number one. And they clarified the discrepancy between YouTube's visible number of plays, including global plays for the song Gooba that Takashi 69 put out. And Billboard only counts U.S.-based plays for its charts as well. So it's a domestic chart. It's not global. Just to FYI, yeah. Ariana Grande responded as well. She said, thank you to everybody who supported this song, this cause, and made this happen. We love you so much. There's so much to celebrate today. However, I would like to say a few things. Anyone who knows me or has followed me for a while knows that numbers aren't the driving force in anything I do. I'm grateful to sing, grateful to, to have people who want to listen, grateful to even be here at all. In addition, Justin Bieber responded, and he wanted to make sure that you know that he said 30K was bought with with six credit cards. That is a lie. The rules are clear. One credit card can buy max four copies. Anything over that, the entire amount gets thrown out. Nielsen Company checks this and found all our sales were legit because our fans are amazing and bought them. Yeah, I don't know what to believe in music anymore, just like I don't know what to believe on the news in regards to coronavirus. But mm-hmm. I was enjoying the information that, you know, Scooter Braun and Justin and Ariana Grande was putting out there yesterday. Scooter also said something I found interesting. He said, um, yes, there was an investigation this week, but it was 
into a video that had six times the amount of paid bot activity than the normal video. That video was and it not wasn't ours. their so videos. Yes. Yeah. So I guess I guess basically he's saying bots were being paid to click on uh somebody's video. I'm assuming he's talking about uh Takashi. Uh, yeah. But I just think it's I, I hope that's not the case because I think it's so whack when people can get paid to manipulate the internet because the internet right. is supposed to be the great equalizer that gives the power back to no. the artist. I, no. It would be whack if that's what mm -hmm. they're doing. Now they said I, I heard that there is a company that does that 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 you pay them and they have their bots stream your music, listen to your music, go to your Instagram page, go to your YouTube page. I heard there's a company uh, overseas that that does it. So, but by the way, that can that can be is. found out too, though. So when people do an investigation, if you try to up your numbers like that, they can reveal that it was a bot that was doing it. So they can find that out. So it might look good to the general public, but then when you're actually trying to do something that involves finances and numbers, you get exposed. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, yeah. so 6 9 responded, all I'm saying is I work super hard to make it out of Brooklyn. I speak for the millions of kids who aren't as fortunate as you, the millions who weren't fortunate to be on TV. Life is real when you're on welfare. Life is real when you grow up without a father. You don't know what that's like. You say for me to be humble. I don't think you know what humble is. Yeah, but none of that matters now if they're both using the same type of techniques to manipulate the system. And I'm not saying that that's what, you know, Ariana and Justin and were doing. I don't know. But that's what they're all accusing each other of. You know what I'm Correct. saying? So it's like they're all, they're all on the same playing field now when it comes to music. It's, it's not about being from the hood or being from the ghetto or being from the suburbs or privileged places. When you're on this playing field, it's the same thing. Well, let's talk about numbers and something that crashed. Demon Time, the virtual strip club. They had their live event on OnlyFans, and it crashed the OnlyFans website. So the two brands did announce this exclusive partnership on Friday night. They monetized their virtual strip club. It was set to go live, but because there were so many attendees, wow. everything crashed. They said over 10,000 viewers tuned in within the first 10 minutes to watch the event. People like Drake, The Weeknd, Miguel, uh, Tyga, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard, Odell Beckham Jr., Victor Cruz, Chad Johnson were reportedly among the people that were trying to attend. So OnlyFans is issuing a refund to everyone, and I'm sure they're going to get this show rescheduled, they said. And, it, and it's a strip club, right? Yeah, it's a strip club. It's a club. virtual strip club. I was surprised they said everybody's name. Like That's what I'm saying. Exactly. I was about to say, the whole thing was, the whole you know, purpose? Yeah, I thought the whole thing was online. Nobody knows who you are online. You can go there, look, and I mean, and it's just a virtual strip stuff. club. I think people are very vocal about it, especially after Beyonce mentioned both Demon Time and OnlyFans and the Savage yeah, remix. But, but, but I mean, saying, even some of those guys, it's just like, yo, would they want, would they want no. to be spotted at a strip club in real Not life? Not at all. Nope. I've never heard them. Odell, though. Odell used to definitely go. Odell, yeah. Odell used to go to the strip club, but... All right, and let's talk about growing up hip-hop. Master P and Romeo have released some information about that reality show. Now, Master P, posted, Master P posted a video of him arguing with one of the producers, and here's what it sounded like. It was edited. Thank you showed it. you the raw footage. No, and guess what? I, and I showed you what you should put up, and you didn't. You put up what you thought the network wanted mm -hmm. to see. It's positive stuff that people want to see. After the day, we're going to change what people stereotype us. We're not about to be arguing with Angela, nobody, because we, we, we got love for all of No, but like, that's what you want to see on TV. No, we don't. Yeah, yeah you do, but yeah, that's not We want to see Romeo and Angela fall in love. That's Why what we want to see on TV. Love. There's no but, love I mean, nobody wants anyone to fight. We were rooting for them as a couple. There's no love there. They don't like that fake drama. They said that on The Breakfast Club already before. And Romeo mm -hmm. had an issue with them using his uh, Bible study and the Bible quotes that he sends out as a storyline for the show. And that one thing I'm going to just say, though, about even the Bible study stuff, 
I'm not even trying to do that on this show because yeah. this whole season they took my faith in God and yeah. played with it. Yeah. And then on the flip side made a whole, like all the promo was yeah. like religion driven. Yeah. He doesn't want his relationship with God being exploited for TV. So uh, there's a lot of things that they don't like about this show and they've been very vocal about that. Now, I agree with Master P and Romeo on about 75%, probably 80, maybe 85% of what they're saying. There's no wrong with the Bible quotes, though. Like, that's one of the positive images. You I guess they were making fun of him. They were making fun of the It wasn't a positive yeah. thing. They were kind of making fun of it, making light of it. But like you always oh, no, say, no, I, I mean, Master P and them, they got enough money. They could create their own show and do the show the way that they want to and portray what they want to portray. I think it only makes sense to do it their own way. How do you yeah, make he fun sends of Bible, out Bible quotes? He makes fun of, he sends out Bible quotes to uh, everybody like as a group text. And so they show everybody like getting the Bible quotes and then, you know, he got upset that supposedly she didn't Angela didn't respond. It was like some little storyline, but he doesn't want that exploited on the show because they made it look like more than what it was. Correct. My god. All I heard all I'm hearing right now is everything is fake. Everything from the, <laughs> from the music industry to reality TV to goddamn Demon Time seems like the only real thing out here. I'm gonna sign me up. I'm gonna give me an account. For OnlyFans? Everything is fake. <laughs> All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about? Well, let's see how fake this is. We're gonna be talking about what's happening with reopening parts of the United States in fake the wake of coronavirus. News. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Now, let's get some front page news. Where we start with Yee? Well, let's give some updates. Texas has reported the lowest new daily coronavirus death toll since March 31st. They said that they were reporting 11 new deaths yesterday. That's the lowest daily death toll since March 31st when the state only had four fatalities. So Houston does want to move forward safely with reopening the economy. The mayor of Houston, Sylvester Turner, said he wants to move forward but emphasizes that the social distancing and wearing face coverings is still necessary. Bars in Arkansas are going to be reopening with restrictions next week. So the guidelines will be similar to restaurants for the bars. They continue to have the guidance on physical distancing and these other directives as well. In Illinois, the governor has announced emergency rule requiring businesses to follow the stay-at-home order. Under the current Illinois Department of Public Health Act, when a business violates these rules and puts public health at risk, the business has committed a Class A misdemeanor. So right now they're going to scale up contact tracing in Illinois now, we told you earlier, new gu guidelines will allow most of California to further reopen and pro sports may begin in California in June, but without fans, according to the governor. In New York, sports teams should plan to play games without fans, according to Cuomo. He said that we are ready, willing and able as a partner. And he noted as a personal disclosure, he can't wait to watch the Buffalo Bills play. So that's and some see, of is, your updates. Mm hmm. What? This is why the news can't be trusted, because literally just yesterday they said Texas reports largest single day increase in coronavirus cases since reopening. But what they didn't say, what it, you know, you got to read the fine print, not the headline. Mm -hmm. It said that they were targeting uh, meatpacking plants. So they increased testing in those places. So that's why right. it was more cases. You know? Yeah, I see that they opening up. That like they, the people need to get back to work. I know people are at the point where, you know, if you had a mortgage company, they give you the deferment for three months. You know, if you had a car place, a car note, they give you deferment for two, three months. And now the two, three months is up. People got to start paying rent. And it's getting to the point where I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my car. I got to get back to the grind. And yeah, it might cost me getting sick, but 
You know, it's it's like a, a chance that they forcing Americans to make. I just say, yeah, I think we, we got we got to get used to the new normal. That's all. The new normal is gonna be mm-hmm. mask, hand mm-hmm. sanitizer, not shaking hands, not staying away from each other. Yeah, well, what about small places like even where we work? You know, we work in a, a small area. You know, how, how, how does that work? We, we can't They're be not going away. back yet. Yeah, envy. Where? You're only close to me because you choose to be. Shut up. I'm sure we're well. From <laughs> my understanding, kinky, we're not we're not going back in the beginning of June. Probably not for the whole month of June anyway. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, as far as Michigan, uh, what they are saying is the governor has signed an order lifting some restrictions in parts of that state. So the new order allows for the reopening of retail businesses, office work that cannot be done remotely, and restaurants and bars with limited seating. All servers have to wear face coverings and capacity at restaurants and bars will be limited to 50% of their normal seating and groups have to be at least six feet from one another. So all states will be partially reopened by Memorial Day weekend. That's this weekend. But only 16 states recorded downward case trends, just so you know. See, I, wa- I want to know what happened, what changed in Michigan and Illinois just that fast, though. Because literally, what, yesterday it was 48 states opening, and the two states mm-hmm. that weren't opening, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, were Michigan and Illinois, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so what changed in 12 hours mm-hmm. that they're deciding to partially reopen this weekend? Right. I don't well, know I guess. What to I- anymore, I mean, I think all states at some point were going to have to partially reopen, so... You know, they are starting to lift some of these restrictions slowly, carefully, as you know, just in different phases. So that's always been the plan. And I guess, you know, it's going to be hard when the weather's getting nicer in places, too, to even prevent people from going out. So you might as well give them uh, the proper protocols to follow. But you know what I'm realizing? Go ahead. Go ahead. And I was going to say, I, I'm realizing, I, I think a lot of people are speaking about, people I'm talking to, people that hit me up on Instagram, on Twitter, on social media, people I'm running to, they're realizing how much of the stupid-ish they used to buy and all the stupid-ish that they cared about, none of that matters oh, yeah. to them anymore. And I, and I love Key that word. fact. Oh, yeah. The word moving forward is essential. Absolutely. If it's not essential in life, you're not going to want it. There you That's go. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. I do know this, though. I know after the flood, when Noah got where he was going, he didn't step out first. He sent out a <laughs> raven and a dove. I am not a raven nor a dove, beloved. Okay? So, so all you ravens and you doves, y'all have at it. And uh, y'all come back and tell me how it is. I promise you I'll join you as soon as um I know that the water has receded. There you okay? go. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's front page news. Quickly, did you hear about the young man? I, I think we spoke about him. I went to Hawaii, and he was supposed to be quarantining for 15 days. My man went to the beach, and they locked his ass up. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> Sound like he wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. <laughs> and listen, you, Hawaii, Hawaii. But the funny thing is, play. that's what his mama said. His mama said, "I don't have a problem with that." I told him, "Don't go." I told that boy, "Don't go." <laughs> why, why do we get? Why now? Nah, listen, I have no problem when people violate the law. They get because you figure Hawaii is, is 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 part of America. You figure he could go and be alright. His mama said, "I told." They don't want you coming there and and spreading that someplace. His mama told him, don't go. I told your ass don't go. You got locked up. Well, you just got to sit there. That's right. You you listen to the goddamn news, and they say that the heat can kill it, so you decide to go to the hottest place you can go to, huh? Sit your ass down somewhere. Listen, in Hawaii, when this all started, they were telling people, we will pay you to get out of here if you're a visitor. Go away. And where was he coming from? I believe it was New Jersey or New York. Oh, he definitely getting quarantined. (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. If I'm watching the news and I see how it's going down in uh, New York City or New Jersey, I'm, you're definitely getting quarantined when you come to my place. 100%. All right. My goodness. All right. Well, that is front page. Yeah, he was from New York City. He was from New oh, York yeah, City. Yeah, yeah, you nasty. 
You in fact, Tariq Peters. Right. He, he was supposed to quarantine for 14 days. And they, and they said, they, but they caught him because he was posted on his Instagram. And I guess they were like, hey, wait a minute. Yep, he Lots was of, using public transportation, traveling around. I'm not mad at him. Goodness. Not, I mean, and, and Adam, I mean by I mean Hawaii. I'm not mad at Hawaii for that. My goodness. Oh, all right. Affecting all our pineapples. When we come back. He's from the Bronx. Oh, yes. Come on. <laughs> Gotta put you under the jail. All right? The craziest people in America come from the Bronx and all of Florida. Now this is all making sense. See, this is why I need all the details and all the context when you tell me these stories. Okay? Yes, that man is guilty. But the- he's one of yeah, six tourists have been arrested in Hawaii for violating orders since the end of April. But the funniest thing is when they asked in Florida. When they asked his mom, his mama said, That's what he get. I told his ass don't that's go. What his ass get. I told but him that's don't just rude go. to do that to other people. You know what the rules are when you go into a different state, follow those rules. My goodness. Drop on a clues bomb for Hawaii, goddammit. All right. Have no My respect goodness. for you. Come over all here from right. the dirty apple, the Bronx of all places. You know, messing up our little house, coughing. My goodness. All right. When we come back, Tamar Braxton will be joining us. We'll kick it with Tamar Braxton. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. Tamar Braxton, welcome. <laughs> Why, thank you. Hi, DJ NV. Good morning. Hi. Your Wi-Fi morning, was a little hey, funny at first. I know we were trying to connect you. I thought maybe you had the Nelly Wi-Fi for a little bit. Um, oh, no, is, is, is Nelly Wi-Fi now? <laughs> Not Teddy no, Riley. Yo, Tamar's commenting Riley. on these verses. <laughs> your, your commenting on these verses has me dying. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'll just be speaking the truth because I'm coming up, showing up as a fan. So, you know, I expect, you know, excellence. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that you're excited to, like, you would say, okay, this would be a good battle? Because I see everyone talking about this person should battle this person. What about Ashanti and Keisha Cole? What about uh, people are talking about Snoop and who is he going to battle? Is there anybody mm-hmm. you would be excited to see? Monica and Brandy, maybe. I'm actually here for Monica and Brandy, just for the culture. You know, like, I just feel like it's just been so much beat, especially, like, with us females. I just feel like it's time to bury the hatchet all the way around and just, you know, celebrate music and celebrate how dope and amazing we are and um, just celebrate each other's strides that we've made because, you know, just being an African-American female in this industry is hard enough. And so it's like it doesn't serve us any purpose to continue beef between all of us. So I'm with that. Now, how are you quarantining? I see some water behind you. I see a beautiful city. <laughs> how are you quarantining? Well, <laughs> oh, no, that's a highway. That's well, a highway that I'm seeing. How are you quarantining? Down, this is um, downtown L.A. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in my condo downtown L.A., and um, it's great. At first, mm-hmm. I was upset because I was quarantining with my birthday. That was not cute, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm a big birthday person. Um, but I started to see the silver lining. I'm like, well, dang, I ain't got to lose my birthday weight. You know, I don't have to find a birthday. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I can just throw in some pajamas and watch television and catch up on everything that I've been missing and enjoy and get to know my child because I'm mm-hmm. gone all the time mm-hmm. and spend some quality time with my man, and that's what I did. So what you doing, Tamar? What's going on? Professional. Oh. What you doing, Charlamagne? I wanted to talk to you, you know? Uh-oh. Talk to Uh-oh. me. What's happening? Because Okay, I was getting ready to DM you, but I was like, okay, we really don't know each other like that. But I feel like every time I come to the show, 
we have like a mutual respect for each other. So I can just ask you because you don't ask me crazy shit here too. <clears throat> what was the TikTok about? That wasn't real. That was real, Tamar. <laughs> that was real. It was real to me. That was real. That wasn't real. He FaceTimed no, me right no. before he did it. He was. That was no, real. No, no, no. What happened is there's a um there's a corny comedian. <laughs> Not corny. Who likes, to, who, who likes to who likes to post videos about me? A so what I do comedian, is so what Rowling. I do is I take his videos and take his name off him. And I cut and what and what he tried to do with that video, he even put himself at the end. I cut that out and it pisses him off so bad when I repost it. And then it goes on the shade room, and I get mad comments. Like, you should see his text on my phone. He's so upset. It wasn't well, real. Okay. It wasn't real. Anybody he's good at that. He was such an amazing he's dancer. Good. So. He's good at editing, though. Uh, like, amazing little, at editing. I was a little jealous because, you know, I've been trying to get that eight count <laughs> for about two months now. And, like, <laughs> when you have dominated like that, I was like, what? And I'm in the video because Todrick's a good friend of mine. I'm like, well, how you That's Todrick, exactly. That was Todrick. Salute to Todrick. Well, Tamar, let's talk about your show, To Catch a Beautician. By the way, your hair looks amazing right now. Super cute. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sis. And so we did get the opportunity to see the first episode. And I have to say that I appreciate you for doing this because I've had a lot of hair issues myself, right? You know how it is. A lot of us have, and our hair is so important to us. And so I was feeling a lot of things that were happening on the show. I've had a situation where I don't get weaves that often, but definitely had a situation where my edges got a little nervous and gone. And I think a lot of women can relate to things like that. And some men, too. Let's be clear. Men are struggling right now with their hair as well. So let's talk about how this show even came about. I really want to jump into the edge thing, girl, because, you know, I can't stop myself. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, when the show came about, because um, Scout and VH1, um, created this amazing show and the only person that they had in mind was myself and um, I was really excited when I heard about the premise of the show because first of all a lot of people don't know that my mom was a kitchen beautician and so she had all the neighborhood elders and ladies come to our house every Saturday to get their hair done mm-hmm. and so I've seen my fair share of hair disaster or what, what's going on in the hair scene without being able to do hair myself. Um, but the second thing that really did draw me in was the emotional side of it all. Um, right. Everybody thinks that our hair is just about our hair, but it's never just about hair. It has everything to do with our self-esteem, how we want people to see us, how our men see us, um, how our friends see us, how people judge us. So I just felt like, you know, it was very important to kind of raise an awareness of the hair game and, you know, talk about all the issues that we all go through when our hair is jacked up and how it makes us feel. So if you don't know the premise of the show, explain it a little bit, because I've seen, I've seen a little bit where you'll find these beauticians that do horrible jobs on people, burn people no, hair, no, put holes on people. No, no, don't say it like that. Sometimes, no, sometimes no. they're not horrible. Don't say that, because I've seen holes in girls' hair. I've seen hair missing. So so explain the premise of, of the show. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, it really is a cause and effect, right? So let's just say you go to your barber, right? Mm-hmm. And he's been cutting your hair for 10, 20 years. And he's doing a phenomenal job. He got your lineup right. Mm-hmm. But one day you go in the salon, I'm going to do, I mean, the barbershop, and he jack up your lineup. And so one part mm-hmm. is here in 1960, and the other one is here in the year, you know, 2020. Right. And you're not trying to, you know, like, shit on him or nothing like that. But the fact of the matter is, he probably had a bad day. Something's probably going on behind the scenes. You know what I'm right. saying? But for you, it means one thing. For you, you can't go to work. For you, you got to wear a hat for the next three months. 
You know, mm-hmm. you can't, you know, you don't feel sexy and amazing in front of your wife. You know, you don't want her mm-hmm. to see your bald head on one side. <laughs> but for him, you know, he could have, you know, lost the deal. He could have lost his house. He could have lost his woman. You right. know, he could have mm-hmm. had problems at home with his child. So, you know, what this show is, is that, you know, hair is just the thing that brings us together. It's not the issue. Tama, you know what I'm realizing right now, too? It's it's not just women that have issues with their hair. What we're realizing now is that these men, let me tell you something, as much as they want to talk about us with our weaves and our extensions and all of that, these men right now are realizing, because they have a lot of issues with their hair, too. We see men are getting, like, the transplants. We see them doing all kinds of, putting Monistat 7 on their head to try to grow Ooh. hair back and all kinds Wait. of things. <laughs> hair is, I think, important across the board, not just for women. Yeah, but the difference is, yeah, well, the difference is we talk about us. Like, she got that from me because Tiffany Haddish told me to put Monistat 7 and um, Jamaican castor oil in my hair because since I can't get no haircut during the pandemic, it's growing out. <laughs> but we talk about it. Women aren't open about what they're doing. True. That's definitely not true. Not, not, not all of them. No. No, the only reason why y'all talking about it now is because y'all exposed. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, take like, that hood off. Let's see. Not, yeah, y'all was not talking about this before this whole thing. That is not That's true. Like, That's a lie. I've been telling Ivy he got Come a trap to pay for months. And I don't. This is my real hair. I just want to tell you, I need a well, haircut. Lord have this mercy. Is my, this is my real hair. <laughs> Listen. Look at that. Everybody take your hats off. When, when, when Tiger did it, when Tiger did it, we called Tiger out. When Tory Lanez did it. When DJ Self did it, when they started drawing that shit on and using the Beijing and the black, we was on the guys, too. But that's because it was a rarity for guys to even admit to those things. And they didn't really Thank necessarily want to admit. They got called out. You can't, you can't help but admit to it. If you, come, if you have got a bald head and then you come into work the next day with a full head of hair, come on. Y'all would make fun of LeBron. Yeah. Yes, but don't do. know you got fibers unless you land down with them. You know what I'm saying? And most of y'all got fibers, okay? Let's just be real. What is that? What is that? Fibers, fibers is like, you know, the little fine hair that comes in like the little shake things, like shake and bake for hair. So Charlamagne, take off your hat. How did that Monastery 7 work? Take off your hood. Is it working? It's doing all right. It works. Oh, my gosh. It oh, my is. goodness. All right, we got more with Tamar Braxton. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are on the line with Tamar Braxton. Yee. These beauticians are not like they're terrible, like you were saying. It's just that you might want to confront. And sometimes it is hard for us to confront the person who does our hair also because, you know, a lot of times we're on friendly terms and we still go to them after that. We might have had a bad experience, but our relationship with our beautician, sometimes that goes on for decades. Absolutely. Or you just go to a new person and they jack you all the way up. So you really feel you know, a certain kind of way. You know what I'm saying? Um, but let me just touch on the guy weave stuff for a second, because mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, it's about time that we call them out because, you know, they just hold us accountable for so much. Oh, accept yourself for who you are. You don't need no yep. weave. You don't need no wig. How about y'all? I'm just saying. I just saw a certain rapper that Where's the lace front? I didn't know. Ooh. Ooh. Say his name. Oh. Oh. I won't find no. Y'all know. I'm, you know, <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to know who it is. Right. Who got a lace I know. Front? I know. I know. Tory Lanez. Yeah. I know Tiger. Ooh. Wait. They wear lace front too? <laughs> no. I don't know if it's lace fronts, but it's, it's some type of procedure. They both. Well, they Tory both got Lane's some type of procedure. 
Tori Lane just got braids too recently. Patricia's a different situation than you just sitting up there and getting got to be and stuff like in the diffuser. Like that's different. You know, right. it's a different process. But I didn't know that guys were wearing like full on lace front. Okay, which is a lot know, no. for me to digest. That's a lot. A lot. No, really. And then there is like a process where like they put like glue on the guy's head and it's Mm-mm. like put like a bunch of col- yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Put like a bunch of colicky on and shave that thing down and if he got a, it's like an old Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I saw you know? that. And, I saw mm-hmm. I saw yeah. that. I saw Johnny did that to Envy one time in the bar. Definitely did not stop. Who it. We are we need to just go ahead on and accept each other for who we are. We are bald and everybody's getting old except for me. So <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, how do you maintain during the pandemic, do, do, uh, Tamar, when you can't get to your hairdresser? Well, I just got cute for y'all because, you know, this is kind of where it all goes down. But, you know, I had these braids in my head since, like, March 8th because I was planning on, you know, going to Bali for my birthday for, like, two weeks. That didn't happen. The quarantine happened. So I was basically sitting here looking crazy. My nails look like I've been showing them yeah. and picking cotton and stuff. I look crazy. You know, I gained 25 pounds. God you know, damn. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thick over here. But I'm really enjoying, you know, the moments. I feel like we all secretly prayed for, but didn't really mm-hmm. have the courage to take off. Right. You know what I mean? I feel like we really all needed this time with our families to reconnect, reconnect, you know, with God and reconnect with our goals and be mm-hmm. stronger and move forward and look at the things that really matter. I gained 20 pounds. I lost it, though. At the beginning of the quarantine, I gained 20 quick. Then I had to uh, go on a cleanse. You, know, you lost it? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I lost it. All that, da- all that dancing on TikTok will do it. Right. I lost that. <laughs> I wish I could dance like that. If I could dance like that, my TikTok would be fire. Uh, now, Tamar, I saw you also talking about Real Housewives of Atlanta, the reunion, and you were like, I don't know if I could even watch this. Did you end up watching? No, because I saw some clips, and, you know, it irritated me because I just think in this um, temperature of life and what we're all going through, the last thing that we need is, like, us reading each other for filth for dumb stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm still confused about the Candy and Mimi beef. It, it really does bother me more than it should because I know that those two individuals are really, really good people. You know, Mimi's a good person. She's funny as I don't know what, but she really doesn't mean any harm, you know? And, like, Candy's a really good person. She's super-duper competitive, and that's what I really love about her, her drive. And she's also a great person, but I just don't feel like the two of them need to be beefing like that so hard. It, it irritates me. I saw, I saw Nene, Nene did with Candy, Candy a happy, happy birthday. birthday. Yeah. I mean, it seemed it was a little funny happy birthday. It wasn't. It didn't seem like it was just like happy birthday. It was kind of a little, a little funny happy Stab. birthday. Yeah, a little stabby. Yeah, to too. me, to me, it looked like an olive branch. I mean, it really mm-hmm. all depends on how you want to look at it, mm-hmm. right? So it, it started off by saying, "Okay, so this little fake beef that you started." It's not going to stop me from wishing you a happy birthday. <laughs> so it's almost like it doesn't matter what you do or what anybody else do. I'm still going to respect you at the end of the day. That's just how I took it. Can you have a f*** that n- friend? Meaning like you got a friend that's that's you, that you, you know you know that's your friend, but you're like, man, f*** that n-. Can you have one of those? Oh, yeah, for sure. It is. But it's the way, it's the way you handle it, right? Like mm-hmm. before, 
you know, everybody knows me, you know, I'm, I, I say what I feel, right? Before I'm doing that, that downtown, I'm going all the way in. But it's just like you realize one day that I can say those words or that tension or that energy, but something positive that's going to benefit me in the end. So me right. going after you, you know, because of something you said that I don't like, first of all, me tapping off at you is not going to change how you feel about me, okay? As a matter of fact, it's going to make the situation worse. So why not just go ahead and let you feel how you feel, Pooh? Because you're going to feel that way without pop off back to you or not. And let me go on about my business and pray for you behind the scenes. Keep on moving. That's just how I feel. Yeah. That's, and no, that's good, Tamar, because it can be so stressful when you have to, like, publicly have back and forth. I know you know how that is. Mm-hmm. And then everybody's yeah. weighing in, and then it turns into a way bigger situation. And you're like, damn, I should have just not even bothered. You just should have shut the f*** up, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> because I don't believe in that. We all do. I, I do. Let me tell you why I do. Because, you know, we work our asses off. And one tweet... One argument with somebody, one word that you say can ruin your whole hustle for 20, 30 years. Why am I going to waste that on somebody that is not going to help me take care of my son at the end of the day and, you know, accumulate my wealth at the end of the day? Why? Why am I going to do that? Right. Don't give somebody that power. That's how I feel. Mm -hmm. Don't give them that power. Absolutely, because some things that I have said have definitely stifled, you know, my career in some ways, you know, and I've learned that lesson, you know, because at the end of the day, we got to eat, and, you know, you can't invest if you're not making. Right. Right. Yeah, but, you know, for somebody like you that's outspoken, right, like, if you had to think about everything that you said, you'd always be second-guessing yourself, and that's not why we love Tamar. Um, it's not about second-guessing. Okay, sometimes people grow up, right? And mm-hmm. it's not about Listen, I'm not saying, oh, Lord, 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 and I'm all perfect and everything. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying I choose a different path because it's yeah. working better for me. Some True. things aren't worth you know, it. Gotcha. It's, it's, I don't care anymore, you know, like because mm-hmm. it does not affect my bottom line at the end of the day. Right. And that's what matters to me. All right, we got more with Tamar Braxton. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Tamar Braxton. Yee. Do you have any horror hair stories to share with us about yourself? Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. I was the queen of edgelessness. that lived on edgeless lane in edgelessville. <laughs> Did you do Modest at 7? No, I didn't use Modest at 7, but I know that that works along with some oil. It really does work. It's a company called Simplicity that really specializes in that, and it really works. And that's what originally got my edges back at first. Mm-hmm. Now I created her own edges stuff. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, it just simply works. And a lot of women are afraid to talk about the fact that we are edge deprived. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it's, it's a fact. Like our hormones will right. snatch out our edges, our wigs, our weaves, stress our men. Yeah, you guys will leave us edgeless <laughs> and brokenhearted. So, you know, I came up with my own formula that will be on sale in about a week. Oh, good. Okay, what's That's the name of it? What's the name of it? Tamar Braxton's Edge Miracle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right, listen, we all trying to find our way. 
Now, how does that how does that work though? Do you do you put together a recipe? Did you sit in the lab with somebody? Like, how'd you figure that out? Well, you know, okay, so I feel like all of us are, like, hairstylists within, right? And so we use our own, like, concoctions that work for us. And so all I did was put together the concoctions that worked for me. And, you know, find you go in the lab and make legal, and that's what we did. (laughs) Hey. You know, speaking of being in the lab, I saw Irv Gotti talking about you the other day because he was talking about this song he did with uh with your sister uh called No More Love and he was actually rapping on the song. This is I guess this had to be years and years and years and years ago. But he said all of y'all was in the studio together. But the record never came out. But he put it on his Instagram the other day. Well I don't follow Earth, um but that's not shade, y'all. <laughs> I didn't hear it. it sounded shady as <laughs> I, I, I don't follow him. <laughs> I don't. I mean Nobody tagged you but, in it? Because <laughs> he was saying the record never came out because it was too dirty, and they was trying to keep Tony Braxton's image um, uh, p- perfect back then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just, like, ask, just asking if you remember the session. That's all. <laughs> She's like, okay, to catch a beautician. And I also put a record out. I don't know if you guys know that. You know that? No. No. But you can introduce it. We'll play it today. Let's play it today. Tell us about the record. um, So I did this movie, and it's called Truth to the Game 2. And I was not interested in doing, you know, music. Because the last time I came, you know, and talked to you guys, I was like, this is it for me. I don't feel like it. I can really tell everybody that Vince and I was going through our thing. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I was, like, so not into music and just, like, off of entertainment and everything that reminded me of, like, you know, this painful time that I had with my ex-husband. And so when I did this movie, um, the producer was like, yo, Tim, are you, I want you to do a song for the soundtrack. And I'm like, eh, wrong answer. I don't want to do it. Um, but my publisher took me out to dinner, and on the way back from dinner, he played me this record. And, you know, I've always been a songwriter, and I've always had a hand in everything that I have done, like, in my career, like, singing-wise. Um, but when I heard this song, I, I instantly fell in love with music, and I just felt like it was something that should be a part of the culture and should be a part of my history. So it's called Crazy Kind of Love. Shout to Manny. Manny's been pushing pushing you and pushing that soundtrack and that, that flick, that movie, for a long time. I'm, I'm glad you guys got yeah. it done. Now, how are you? At, now, back, I want to go back well, to the, quarantine. What, what, where's the record at? You going to send us? We're going to send the record? We're going to play it. We're going to play it this morning. Well, I can't believe I'm not playing it. I think it's like number eight this week or something, from what I heard. Mm-hmm. We're going to play it this I morning. I know you heard it. That's a little shit. Well, you sure heard Todrick. Kyle, you need to. I did. I did hear it. <laughs> I did it. I definitely, I definitely heard Todrick. <laughs> so, Tamar, does this mean a return to music for you? Are you playing it more now that you got inspired? Oh, yes. It does. It does. You know, like, I really honestly honest God fell in love with music and not mm-hmm. everything, all the antics that's behind it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't even follow charts. I don't even follow sales. Like, before all of this, I'm still doing You just said you like, was number eight. Because I was told that it was in an email. You know what I'm saying? Oh. I ain't asked nobody. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know how that goes, Charles. Man, when your book be like, pow, pow, you ain't asking nobody, you know, you know, you like, praise God. Okay. Oh, no, okay. I, yeah, I be following, though. And saying <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> he said, no, I'll be following though. Well, I mean, listen, you know, if let's just say, Charlamagne, if somebody took your passion or a situation, you know, made the passion of you being a writer away from you, and mm-hmm. it wasn't just about writing anymore, it was just about having a feeling to write until you did. Yeah. You, you're not, it, it doesn't have the same feeling. You know what I mean? It hit a little different. It's just like, yeah, this is me and this is my artistry. It still means something, but if it doesn't go number one, it still means something to me. Right. Word. So that's how that is. Well, let's let's introduce the record. Introduce the record. Well, this is Crazy Kind of Love from Tamar Braxton. All right, Tamar. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. Appreciate you, Tamar. I sure the hell hope I did not get in trouble. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll, we'll find out once this interview comes out. Whatever Shade Room grabs from it, a ball alert, we'll know. Now, I also heard you say that you, you, you might be ready for another little baby. Yeah, but I'm ready for a ring first. Bow. <laughs> you're, you're in the you quarantine. So you're cuddled up. So you're in the quarantine. So ain't nothing to do but eat, sleep, and have sex. And pray. Won't he do it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, you want to get remarried, Tamar? I, I do. You know, I am a wife, not a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I'm just True. not that girl. You know, you don't need to be counting and bouncing on me forever. No. Do you hold back certain things? Is it certain things that a husband gets that a boyfriend doesn't? It's absolutely. Respect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying why buy the cows you can get the milk for free you know what I'm saying like that ain't cute you know and yeah. uh, I'm trying to be up there with you know Envy and Gia you know those are goals right there so you just give them a little bit just give them a little bit you know <laughs> well Tamar thank you for joining us we appreciate you so much love y'all so much thank you guys it's hey. the Breakfast Club good morning it's about time what's going on this is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, yeah, so Wendy Williams is taking a hiatus from her show, and that is due to symptoms of fatigue around Graves' disease. So she's been filming remote episodes from her house, but now the show will be taking a little break. I hope it's really health reasons. Last time they told us that she was uh, in rehab. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I hope it's really health reasons this time. Yeah. You know, when you watch the show, you know, Wendy be looking crazy, Okay. And a lot of times you be say- saying to yourself, okay, she on drugs again. So I hope that, you know, it's really um, health reasons this time and not yeah, something I haven't, else. I haven't seen the show in a long time, but I, I, I'm with you. I, I hope it's, I hope she's okay, but I hope she doesn't have to go to rehab and she hasn't, you know, it's, she's still not fighting her battle with alcohol or drugs. Yeah, because y'all like to lie over somebody. there. Yeah, Dead Bar Mercury, y'all like to lie over there, and I don't, I don't appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? You can't keep propping somebody up. Like the goddamn dead body at Weekend at Bernie's just because y'all got, you know, money to make. So I hope we're right. getting the help she deserves. Brian Austin Green, he has confirmed that he and Megan Fox have split up. They've been married for, I think, 10 years and they have three children together. They, she was spotted out and about with Machine Gun Kelly and mm-hmm. they are filming together. They're on a break right now. So he did confirm this on his podcast. He has his own podcast and here's what he said I can't be upset at her and I wasn't upset at her because she didn't ask to feel that way. She met this uh, this guy, Colson, on, on set, goes by Machine Gun Kelly. I've never met him, but you know, I've Megan and I have talked about him and, and they're they're friends at this point. And 
from what she's expressed, he's a really just nice, genuine guy. And I trust her judgment. She's always had really good judgment. No, Brian. Brian, you're allowed to feel all your feels. Okay, if if you are upset, it's okay to say that you're upset. You have every right to be mad. All right, Mm -hmm. that's your wife. Well, he did say that they have really been trying to sort of be apart since last year. So it seems like this has been an ongoing thing. And, you know, they've been together for 15 years and there's been a lot of changes. They've been best friends. But he's saying, you know, maybe for in the public. We don't know what was going on behind closed doors, so maybe it was pretty much over. I think they were already living apart. Right. Yeah, he's still allowed to feel his feels, though. When he said it's okay, you can you can say that for your podcast, but it's okay to be to be hurt. It's okay to be upset. It's okay to cry. Right, but I mean, if he's saying maybe he's been through all of that already, so who knows? That's true maybe too. he is really okay. He could really be okay. Yeah, all I mean, right, you now see her let's with a talk rapper about- named Machine Gun Kelly, and you don't know why they call him Machine Gun. Woo. That can be tough. All right. Now, Michael Jordan, let's discuss the final episodes of The Last Dance. A lot of people had questions about this pizza because apparently Michael Jordan got sick from this pizza. They think it might have been food poisoning. And I was wondering, how did he eat that whole pizza pie by himself and nobody else ate any? Well, the director actually answered that question. Jason here said this. So earlier that night, those guys all ate dinner and didn't wait for Michael when they ordered. When the pizza shows up, Michael says, everybody, do not touch this pizza. This is mine. You didn't wait for me. Don't touch this. So he spits on the pizza. I am telling you what was told to me in our interviews. <laughs> I, I don't understand why that's such a difficult thing to understand, though. What if part? it's my pizza, if it's my pizza and I bought it and it's for me and I say nobody else can get none, then nobody else can get none. I'm Michael goddamn Jordan. Can I ask y'all <laughs> another question? Every time we saw that documentary when Michael Jordan was in his hotel room, who was he with? He's by himself. He was by himself. He's a cameraman, yeah. Like, did, 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 well, this you time he wasn't story. by himself, though. He wasn't by himself, though. He was with other people in the hotel room when the pizza came. Oh, yeah, because they had to answer the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually talked to the director uh, last night because um, last night was Jesus' born day, and we did a, a Zoom call for Jesus, and the director was on there. And I told him, you know, um, about the whole five guys coming to the door and then that, you know, they, they got out of the pizza business and opened up a burger spot. Mm-hmm. And he goes... I didn't hear anything about the burger spot and the five guys. And he goes, wait a minute, was that a joke? (laughs) (laughs) All right. And LeBron is sharing his thoughts on the last dance finale and how important Michael Jordan was to him. So he talks about meeting Michael Jordan for the first time. When I met Michael Jordan for the first time, I literally couldn't believe it was him. The dude looked like Jesus Christ to me. (laughs) You know, he was black Jesus to me. Nobody could tell me anything different. I didn't think he was real, man. You don't understand. I didn't think Michael Jordan was real. I only thought he lived in the TV, either in games or commercials or come fly with me on cassette tapes. I didn't think he was real. Okay, I get it. That's cute. He's just a guy in TV. He's paying homage. I get it. Yeah, no, it's dope. And then he talks about his inspiration for Michael Jordan. Like for me growing up in Akron, Ohio, um, all the hardships that I had to go through, you look for inspiration. Michael Jordan was kind of like that God. He was that 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 angel sent from heaven that, that I kind of used him to help me get through some of the darkest days that I had. Even at, people say, well, you're only nine years old, but... You know, there's a lot of dark days, you know, when you grow up the way I grew up and, and, and you're part of a single parent household. So 
every other day, if I got an opportunity on WGN to watch Mike, it gave me another boost of life. You know, it made me feel that I can make it out of this situation. I, I, I totally understand. And, and I, I really wish that they would stop the Michael Jordan, LeBron James comparisons. It's, diff, it's, diff, it's disrespectful to Michael Jordan and it's disrespectful to Le, LeBron James. And it's damn sure disrespectful to Kobe Bryant. Because I don't know how y'all skip over Kobe just to go to LeBron. Because to me, Kobe is the, 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 the second best thing to Michael Jordan. And that's only because he mimicked the hell out of Michael Jordan. God bless the dead. You know? All right. Well, if you guys can't get enough of the last dance, they are going to have the After the Dance with Stephen A. Smith, a Sports Center special, and that's happening today on ABC. So make sure y'all check that out. Yeah, I want to watch that too. I can't wait to see what the hell ESPN is going to talk about for the next two weeks. Boy, they've got to pray that the NBA comes back because it's bad <laughs> right now. Because they was milking the last dance for the last two months, goddammit. I can't wait to see how they milk, milk it now or what, what they're going to talk about now. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, it's a young woman in Baltimore. Her name is Keontae Moody, mm-hmm. and she needs to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with her this morning. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line right now. Gunna. What's going on? How you quarantining, How you brother? Yes, and how's the family? I mean, everybody good. The family good. How, how everybody doing over there? How the Breakfast Club family? We blessed black and highly favored, man. You ain't Good, quarantining man. neither. I saw you outside with that goddamn <laughs> expensive ass car. What kind of car was that, Envy? It was a Mercedes Maybach something. It was a Maybach. It was a it was a Maybach. Yes, yes, it was. And then you know, for like Atlanta, Atlanta we kind of opened a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of like my first time really stepping back out because it's still serious, you know. Right. Now, hold on, you ain't afraid saw- to spend no money at a time like this, Gunner? I think he already had that. You didn't just buy that, did you? No, I just bought that, but I be, oh, I be saving. I be saving. I probably ain't bought no cars because I've been on the road for like like a real deal, like two years. So when I had probably stopped, I probably start buying cars, really just wasting time being at home. Like, That's what I happens. You go online, you start shopping, you see something, you're like, all right, this might be a good time to cop something because sometimes you can't even slow down enough to see things you want. You don't even have time to really stop, talk to a car salesman and just go back and forth and it just, I ain't really had no time, so I was just really just bored really at the house. Wait a minute, Gunner. <laughs> how much, how, how, how yeah. much money you done missed out on so far, Gunner? Because I know you got your show, you had your, you had your show itinerary, your tour dates. How much you done missed out on? Oh, seven million. God damn. And how many cars did you buy? Because I don't just see one, I see a couple cars on your on your gram now. I see the, the Vet, the Maybach. What else you yeah, bought? The Vet, the Maybach, and I'm about to buy a G-Wagon, too. My goodness. Oh, my God. Why are you buying, Gunner? We got to get you back on the road, Gunner. <laughs> Why are you spending money? That's the last thing I'm buying. That's it. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. Now. We got to get Gunner back on the road. Gunner just bored so and home doing nothing. Were you nervous to go yeah. out at first? Because I see y'all in Atlanta having video shoes, having parties. How nervous were you? I'm still nervous. I pump, like, I've really been at the house a lot. I had started, like, working at the house studio. So, like, Basically, like, my friends and, like, my crew was coming home. So I really wasn't leaving the most because everybody had come here. And then, like, when they kind of opened it up, I still didn't really start moving out. Like, really, like, this week was when I really stepped out and went to my old neighborhood and shot scene. But, like, we really been taking it serious, like, me and my people. Mm-hmm. 
That's what's up. You got designer mask? Yeah, man, I don't got so many masks. So many people that made me <laughs> masks, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Now, you have the album coming out on Friday, and so you've been, I feel like, kind of secretive about the track listing and everything. So what's going on, and how long did you know this was going to come out on Friday? Because I know for some people, it is a weird time to be releasing. Man, I, I procrastinated so much just trying to just time it right, not mm-hmm. just have my own, you know what I'm saying, my own time, my own moment, because there's so much music coming out. And then, like, I end up just, Coming to this day, it end up it end up kind of working out because like for us the album the one is for like me being like a Gemini and me like showing like my second personality because they say we like two people. So kind of like it end up working out where I end, I'm dropping like Gemini season because my birthday next month. So are you into okay. signs and things like that? Because I seen you post something that you read in these books and both yes. both was about mm-hmm. love signs and. And the secret language of relationships, man. You 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 looking for a boo out there too? I, I see. Or, or you in love? You you trying to get it together? I'm looking. I'm looking, man. I, I ain't I ain't getting no younger. Since then, <laughs> and then I ain't got no kids or nothing. So I'm just, you know, what I'm saying, wait, waiting like the best for the best one, basically. But like, oh, Gunner, you telling me a little more with it, like with my Gemini sign, like my horoscope, cause like. It goes with the album, so I had started just tuning in. My manager bought me little books to read, so I just tapped in, just trying to learn it more. Gemini's so you a little think crazy. You're, you're, what they're not crazy is just it's just two sides to them. That's all. There's a crazy side, and then there's the they come back side. is It's very weird. I know a lot of Gemini's. You think you're crazy, Gunner? You think it's a part of you that's crazy? I ain't crazy. I'm just like partially. It's just another. It's it's another. It's an alter ego, and that's what like that's who one is. That's like that's my alter ego. That's another guy. <laughs> But it's crazy still, people me, never admit like, they're crazy. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Right? No, nobody never said that. <laughs> <laughs> now, Gunny, now, now I'm not. I, you know what? I, I, yeah, I take that back because I, I I have heard how you've gotten your street name. I've heard how you gotten the name Gunner. So I take that back. You might be a little crazy. <laughs> Gunner said, "Don't put that on me." Gunner said, "I got endorsements now. I'm okay in these clubs. Don't put that on me." <laughs> so, how'd you get your street name, Gunner? How'd you get the name Gunner? Oh, uh, my one of my partners, like my real close friend, he like his birthday two days apart from me. He gave me the name. Like my my name used to be Youngin. Like everybody used to call me Youngin because like I was the youngest out of my group. But like how you spell youngin is it was like young Y U N G G U N like youngin, and then like mm-hmm. people started calling me young gun, and then like the situation started happening. I just I always had a gun on me. Then my little partner just started calling me Gunner, and then when I started gotcha. rapping, Gunner started being my ad libs because at first my rap name was Young Gun, then Gunner just started like being like little ad libs. I'm like man, Gunner did. Mm-hmm. That's when I just started using Gunner. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. All right, we got more with Gunner when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Gunner. Now, talk about this documentary. What's the documentary about? It's showing how you recorded this album, or is it is a life documentary? What's what's the documentary about? It's showing you basically how I created the album, because, like, I don't know if it, I have, I wanted to put something else out besides drip, like, I feel like everybody know like I'm a drip guy at this point. Everybody know like, mm-hmm. ah, you be fresh, you be woo woo, but what's the next? And like, I ain't really, I didn't really know how I wanted to approach it. I didn't want to come with just some goofy name that didn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. And then like, I came over with Wanna, 
like just being out there, just I guess I just felt like I was just in my body. I ain't, I'm just relaxed. I'm chilling. Ain't no shows because I had took off three weeks to be in Jamaica. So ain't no shows. I got vibes. My friends there. We just, we just was having a good time. So I just felt like I was just like I ain't really the artist gonna at that time. And that's how one really started came into play. And like the whole trip, everybody just called me one. They just wealthy, stuck. unapologetic. <laughs> when I. Some, I said I did an interview. Somebody asked me about that. Like, man, which, where that where that come from? I honestly was just high and just was just writing something on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I ain't it wasn't really like no nothing behind that. I was just talking and just right. One of the <laughs> goddamn wealthy, unapologetic, naturally something. Authentic. <laughs> How hands on is Thugger with this uh, project? Cause, you know, he, he signed the Thugger for people that don't know. Does he come to do you? Come to him for advice or how does that? How does recording work? He usually always be around just anyway. But, like, towards, like, our schedule and stuff, he wasn't all the way really around. But, like, I always just hit him for input or just, like, hey, what you think for this for intro or these two out of these? I'm thinking these two. So I always just hit him for advice anyway. Like, it's just my brother. Mm-hmm. Now, your question, Gunner. Who you think helped you more in, in hip-hop? Uh, young Thug or, or Baby? Little Baby? Thug. Thug? Okay. I feel like Thug helped me to just cause me being, like, artist more and just learning the game more because he had already been here. Me and Baby just kind of just created the history together so it made it bigger because, you know what I'm saying, like, it's fresh, it was new, and what we did, like, it was genuine. So I feel like it, it we're we're bigger together for us, like, putting out songs and for our fan base, me and Baby, but like, for us, me growing and, like, help somebody helping me for us, like, music and that came from Thug. Now, when, when Doug and French were going back and forth, and, you know, you've done the records with, with French before, did you ever say, you know what, let me get in between this, because this could go a little too far. You said, nah, I'm going to let them go. They're both men. It's the internet. I don't, I don't really feel like it'd it be there. Like, it'd be that serious. Like, all of us got careers. I don't feel like we really can just take it down and do nothing stupid. Especially them two. Like, Doug's smart. He's he going to get on the internet talk shit when he's hoes, but ain't nobody can really go play themselves literally for you talking. So I, don't, I ain't gonna play myself and get in. You know what I'm saying? That's how I just be looking at it. Well, talk to me, Gunner. Talk to me about this this Crime Stopper video that everybody's circulating. They're trying to use that against you. What what was that about? I don't know what the f- that's about. I don't Crime Stopper well. I ain't never stopped a crime. Never. So that's not even you on that video? Yes, that's me, but that one on no Crime Stopper. I don't know what. I don't know what the hell you thinking about because I wasn't in no case or nothing. So he even like just saying like, oh you snitched on who? I was I was never in no case. See what I'm saying? But you know, nigga, it'd be that that go back to the internet shit. I don't I don't really I don't really be feeding into it cause I don't know. If you I really from the street where I'm from, like if you snitch, bro, this shit is in paperwork, this shit is a document. See what I'm saying? I already kept that shit don't be about nothing. See and when I, I watched the video, it, when I watched it, you was actually saying that your 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 people was in jail for cause somebody else was talking on them. That's what I took from it. Right. My cousin went to jail. A little girl got killed. My cousin went to jail for it. Another nigga went to court and said my cousin did it, but my cousin didn't do it. That was, I'm putting them down all that. But y'all got the wrong shit. This is my cousin. My cousin still got life for this shit. Right now to this day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's now, what I took from it. I was, I, so I, did, I was confused. I was like, okay, I don't understand what they're trying to say here. I am telling my cousin, crazy. My cousin didn't, didn't do shit. But they go back to the internet and just, you know what I'm saying? Is that for somebody that didn't like you, or was that just this, 
you know, just regular internet, or was that from somebody that was like, you know what, he really don't like you, he's just gonna try to throw whatever dirty can on your name? Of course. Now I'm the I'm the one, not the two. So I'm gonna try to get you out the one. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you doing something. Just not I many just hate on goddamn. Be like, oh, Charlemagne, this, he, this, and that. I don't even know this man. You know what I'm saying? That's just how that mm-hmm. how that be. Right, I agree. But things like that surface, don't you feel like you really want to explain yourself, but then you're like, it don't even matter what I say because people still always will think what they want to think. Explain. I really don't care to explain to no because I ain't in, into explaining. I don't owe nobody no explanation. So if, if I'm explaining to a that means like, I feel like I got I got, I got got something to prove. I got to get some shit. Like, hell no. Nah, I don't got to prove nothing to I know, I know what's up. My people know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now you know with your with your project and your album, you know before you even signed the deal, and before you even released the album, you was already on the road getting ten, fifteen, twenty thousand a show, right? So how does it feel to finally have your second project out? People now know your face. A lot of people know the name, but didn't necessarily know the face. I even seen you in um Super Bowl. I seen you in Super Bowl in the mall, and you were shopping again. You do a lot of shopping, Gunner. Every time I see you, you're shopping. <laughs> You, you do, but I, I seen the, the amount of kids that were following you, and it wasn't just black kids. It wasn't just kids from the hood. It's white kids. It was Asian kids. How does that feel you to have that fan base now? Make it different. Like you feel like you just like you ain't just doing it for just how you for the streets for the hood. Like, but you doing this worldwide, internationally. Like I'm big over here, across the world, across the water. So that just make me feel good, and I'm inspired. That's what inspired me to keep going. You know what I'm saying? When you see your fans and you see the feedback and you see like, oh, what well, he for really look up to me. Right. Did it make you want to change your lyrics at all? Because I was when we was in the in the mall, there was a lot of white kids and they were rapping your lyrics. And I'm like, damn, if one of these little white kids say it's gonna be a problem. That was so crazy. <laughs> they love that shit. Like they love me being me. I don't even feel like if I was if I feel like if I just was a chain, they'd be like, damn, this ain't what we like. Like we don't like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We liked it what we first heard of you like and this and that, like, so I don't feel like I'm supposed to really just change it. Now I can, now I'm the violence down, of course. I don't talk about too much violence. You, my, y'all killing my brothers. I got brothers down, so I can talk about that and numb it down. But for it's like you kicking shit and you fucking with this and woo out, woo out, then it's cool. You know what I'm saying? All right, All right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us. The album comes out this Friday. Make sure you go pick it up. And thank you so yes, much, Jonathan, for checking in. No problem. I appreciate y'all. All right. All right. Brother, hey, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Mindy Kaling, have you seen her Never Have I Ever series on Netflix yet? I don't even know who She's that is. You don't know Mindy Kaling? You never no. watched The Office? No. Nah. You never watched The Office? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. A couple episodes. I know. She had a, I don't know she, her, though. She's had quite a few um, shows and series. She's a comedian. She's Indian. Okay. Well, anyway, she has a new uh, show on... She has a sh- new show on Netflix called Never Have I Ever. And she also has signed on to write the screenplay for Reese Witherspoon's Legally Blonde 3. Well, she was also doing this whole thing where she's giving people a lesson in slang for Gen Z. Listen to this. I-Y-K-Y-K... If you can't, so you think you can dance? I don't know. I don't know what this one is. Someone young, help me. Beat your face. Oh, did you see that girl at the Met Gala? She really beat her face, i.e. her makeup was on point. Take an L. 
Is it like take a chill pill and L is a new kind of drug that I don't know about that young people are taking? That's cute because a lot of times I hear things and I don't know what people are talking about, but I think the slang that she's talking about, I pretty much knew uh, all of those, but she didn't know what it means to take an L. Look, now that Mindy knows what this means, she's just going to have to take this L because we don't know who she is, but salute to her. I can't believe you never heard of the Mindy Project or none of that, huh? I haven't. All right, well, you guys should definitely look her up. Hold on, was King Batch on the Mindy Project? She's really, really popular, and she had this other um, show. It was like a late night. She uh, she was starting this other movie that was about a late night talk show. Y'all got to look up Mindy yeah. Kaling. She's amazing. King, King, King Batch was definitely on the Mindy Project. All right, Gilbert Arenas says he won $300,000 in the lottery after he had a blessed run-in with the homeless man. He did a whole caption, and... He said, this caption is not about good deeds, but about a struggling man's sacrifice and belief. May 12th, I rushed out the house to play my lotto numbers, forgot my money, and the car was on E. I had a whole $10 in the car. I pulled up to the gas station to get $10 worth so I can head to my hookup gas station. And then a struggling man says, hey, sir, can you spare me some change? He said, my first thought was, F, I don't have time for this ish today. So I said, man, I have $10 for some gas, and that's it. Anyway, long story short. Uh, he ended up winning $300,000 in the lottery after he had this run-in with this homeless man. So he did also came, come back and give him his cut. He said, for his safety, I won't say the number, but he jumped up and hugged me for five minutes crying and then started to pray. He said, I give him back to the homeless, but never was blessed by one. His good-hearted gesture of me making it back home blessed that ticket. So happy so wait Sunday. A minute. So he just seen the homeless person. He only had $10, so he didn't give the homeless person any money and just went and bought lotto tickets and then one and just said... I'm going to go pay the he homeless the, man. I'm, I'm going to give him his cut. Right. He said... Um, okay. That's dope. No, he said, I'll just... Well, I'll tell you. You got to read the whole thing. It's a long story. But yes, he felt very blessed. So that's why he wanted to share that story. And okay. speaking of blessings, Magic Johnson's company is going to fund $100 million in small business loans. He told the Wall Street Journal that his life insurance company will help my, women and minority-owned small businesses secure up to $100 million in the Paycheck Protection Program to help them survive coronavirus. And that will be made through the Small Business Administration PPP Program and is part of a partnership with MBE Capital Partners. Okay. I'm glad you said that because this is actually the last week that black businesses have a reasonable shot at getting uh, the last of the PPP dollars. And guys like Robert Smith and Magic Johnson have definitely stepped up in unprecedented ways. So, you know, you should go to websites like quickbase.com, um, even what Diddy's doing with ourfairshare.com, because this is like literally the last week black people will probably have access to this capital. And if they move, if we move the way we're supposed to move, I think there's like a, a, a billion dollars that we probably can get our hands on this week. So wow. yes, go to quickbase.com or offairshare.com. All right, and Tiny is reacting to Candy announcing a new Escape album. So Candy's mom had told everybody her biggest wish was for Escape to make more music. So after that, Candy posted a video online and said that they were going to do another album. So that's what happened. Well, here is how Tiny reacted in this exclusive clip from T.I. and Tiny Friends and Family Hustle. Candy put up this damn video about this Escape um, new album. The truth of the matter is it needs to be a little more conversation. That's wild news to me and all the rest of the girls of Escape because before Candy put that video out, she was 100% out of doing new music. How come don't nothing happen unless Candy say it can happen? That's not the case. But that's but what I, I wonder. We ain't even spoke about this. We haven't had an official sit down. We've been trying to make another Escape album since 2017 and Candy's been holding out on us. So if she really has changed her mind, that'll be good for business. You can't announce a group album if you don't inform the rest of the group, right? I would say. Yeah. 
That would I mean, I guess the they, maybe they feel like they've been trying to do this for such a long time. They were going to do it without her anyway. So now I guess Candy's in. Mm. I didn't take it said that she was doing it. I, th- I, take it her, I thought she was just saying she wants to do a last album because her mom was wanted her to do it. I didn't see her saying we definitely doing it, but maybe I, maybe I heard it wrong. Yeah, I mean, listen, they've been talking about doing this Escape album. You don't remember even on our show, on The Breakfast Club, they mm-hmm. said they were going to do it, but Candy wasn't in. And Candy said that she was not trying to tarnish the legacy and she was busy doing other things. So it was going to happen regardless. So now maybe Candy's just decided to be part of it. Okay. All right. And last but not least, Young Buck. He's been sharing some stories about what happened while he was in prison. And he was actually on DJ Paul's Instagram Live and he shared a cell with Future's son. Listen to this. Yeah, bro, the little I tell the guard, man, put that cell with me, you feel me? And, and, And the little time I was locked up, a little bit of it, I done most of it, you know what I mean, with, with, with his son, this little one. I think I talked to Casino, his uncles and shit in there and shit. I just told Casino, I got him while he's back here. Yeah, I know y'all gonna come get this all this money you got, but I got him while he's back here. I mean, I think that's what we're supposed to do, right? Hold each other down? Your son or family member's locked up and I'm in there already and make sure he's okay, make sure he's good? I, I thought that's what we're supposed to do, right? Yeah. yeah, but that sucks that that has to happen in jail. That hurts my heart because all I hear is generational trauma. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure mm-hmm. Future has had his own issues with the law. And now his 17-year-old son is in jail. I, that just, I, it hurts my heart, to be honest with you. I just We got to figure out a way to break these generational curses and turn them into generational blessings, especially when somebody like Future has been so blessed. You know what I mean? All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank I you, Miss Yee. I, 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 I hope that we all can pass down... Uh, more to our kids than, than, than just trauma, mm-hmm. you know? All right. Now, shout out to Revolt. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, um, shout out to Tamar Braxton for joining us this morning. Yes. Salute to Tamar. What's and happening? Also, Make sure you watch her show to catch a beautician. Mm-hmm. And also Gunna Gunna for stopping through. Mm-hmm. New album, Wanna. All right, that's right. It comes out this Friday. And when we come back, we got the positive notes. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. And again, people, just because they're opening things up doesn't mean you have to go. All right, just because the malls are opening up doesn't mean you got to go to the mall. You ain't got to be the first one at the mall. Just because some of these restaurants are opening up, you ain't got to be sitting in there. You could order out. Just be careful out there, please. Let me tell y'all something. I told y'all this earlier, and I will repeat it again. After, you know, uh, the, the Noah got the way he was going on that damn ark, he didn't step out first. He sent out a raven, and then he sent out a dove. I am not a raven nor a dove, beloved, okay? So... Let the ravens and the doves go out first. And, you know, after they tell us how it is, I promise you I'll be right behind you. My goodness. All right. Well, you got a positive note? Yes, I do, man. Uh, The positive note comes from my power thought cards. All right. Salute to Randy. Uh, Randy, I miss you. Randy works in the sales department at iHeart, and she got me these cards. I think she got these for my birthday, but I read them all, all the time. This one says, I am willing to change. I am willing to release old negative beliefs. They are only thoughts that stand in my way. My new thoughts are positive and fulfilling. Breakfast club, bitches! You all finished or y'all done?